0: Welcome back to the podcast that rocks weekly podcast that talks about news of the world of rock metal alternative and everything in between my name is Luke host of the YouTube channel rocks thanks for tuning in we are streaming this live on YouTube and Twitch I want to thank everyone who's joining us live always helps to have a live audience for all of this as well as just to say this is a solo episode I'm actually applying alone on this one no has ghost this time no guest host wow already stuttering over my words. If you could tell by my voice, I have had some serious allergy flare-ups, so you're gonna have to deal with me sounding a little bit worse for bear, but I'm better now. I apologize if I sound like Wes Scantlin a little bit, just talking and breathing and moaning and hee through my nose while I'm talking. I assure you I will get better, and I am aware of the problem. I'm not just gonna sugarcoat it and pretend like I don't understand. Hopefully you're all doing well, hope you're all having a good week. Thank you everyone who checked out my video yesterday that I posted. On band album artwork, I chose 10 albums that I could get away with showing on YouTube, and ones that I was felt okay talking about that would not get it demonetized. Many people started talking about other Scorpions album artwork, understandably, and hopefully I got across why I couldn't talk about all of them. Because yikes. However, I felt I wanted to talk about 10. And so far, I think that they've gotten a pretty good reception the video so far. Please check that out if you haven't already. Helps a ton just to share videos like that out. So, other than that, hopefully everyone's doing well. So. Anything in the news going on lately? Nothing? Nothing happened this weekend? All right, then. That's the end. Wouldn't it be awful if I actually... For those who are aware, um, we unfortunately have the next chapter in the machine, or let me say this, Squirt Gun Smelly chapter in this ongoing saga. The name Squirt Gun Smelly was deemed by one Matt from Trivium, who we shall get to in a few minutes. There have been many a nickname given, and it was after Louder Than Life in Louisville, Kentucky, that we saw just how angry the rock and metal community actually is. The, someone just said on Twitch, the MGK Chronicles. Oh, that is way too fancy of a name to give Machine Gun Kelly. Man, oh man, that is way too um, eloquent of a word for that man. So, Louder Than Life, DWP Festival happened. Machine Gun Kelly had been advertised for performing on there for quite a while. Um, I want to say briefly, Louder Than Life in Louisville, from what I understand, I was not there. But from what I understand, massive success. Vast majority of people had a good time. Um, it was an improvement from 2019 at the venue. grounds. The way the grounds were spread out and how things were organized were a lot better. People were happier, the light-up was killer, everything worked pretty much seamlessly. Except for one performance, which we are going to talk about, and um, there's no nice way to say this, this pretty much made headlines all throughout the music world, even outside of rock and metal, this was making pretty big headlines, trending on Twitter, going all over the place, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram clips were all over. In the course of hours after the performance, people were uploading from uh, the expo set, the expo grounds at Louisville. Yeah, I- to the point of almost being booed off stage. There were massive amounts of booing, profanity, middle fingers, and loud Slipknot chants throughout his set. And keep in mind, he was not the headliner. So many people who had to hold their spot at the festival, who wanted to see Disturbed and other bands later that night, if I'm correct, Disturbed was playing later that night. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Many people could not leave because they didn't want to give up their spot for the main show of the night. So they were stuck listening and watching Machine Gun Kelly. Now, the issue is that not everyone there. Hated Machine Gun Kelly. There were many fans there who enjoyed his music and wanted to support him. That is absolutely true. Undeniable. There are many people there that showed up. Those many people were outnumbered roughly 1 to 100, though. The massive booing after every song by Machine Gun Kelly. And Machine Gun Kelly failing to address it and try to play it off. He tried to play it off cool and it did not work. Um, it it did not work. And things kept getting worse as it went on. The first clip we're going to show, and for our podcast listeners, you'll hear the audio. Hopefully you'll hear it just fine. Yes, disturbed Headline. That's what I thought, because we're going to get to David Draymond's comments also. And thank you, Into the Pit from YouTube, for commenting that it was great. That's what I keep hearing. Um, the first clip we're going to listen to if you're on the podcast, watch it if you're going to be on listening live with YouTube and Twitch, uh, is a clip directly from Louisville at Louder Than Life. We're just going to get right into it. I I don't see any point of really delaying this. So, as I prep everything, I believe I have everything ready and queued up. I apologize if I have to go back and forth. Let me go over here. Uh, Bam. Okay. (laughs) Title of the YouTube video that was shared quite a bit from Saturday over the weekend. MGK gets booed off stage at Louder Than Life 2021. This also shared by big Instagram groups and pages and things like that all over social media. Ah, Let's get to it. Roughly three minutes into the video, because they got a person recorded the whole song. I'll try to play this live and loud. Hopefully this won't blow everyone's eardrums out. Fuck yeah, dude. Everyone fucking get on the fucking shoulders of some strong, sweaty guy and fucking crowd surf on up here. This next song goes like this, because clearly people all know. All I know is I don't do nothing. People talk, but they don't do nothing. All the beautiful girls in the crowd, hello. That was the whole thing. Before I go back... That was the whole show. That was the whole set. After every song. It, it it got worse as it went on. I Now you're wondering, well, how the heck does it get worse as it goes on? Because there are many other clips, loud Slipknot chants. And there were pockets of fans uh, from Machine Gun Kelly there, too, cheering the and actually closer to the stage. Absolutely were. Do not misquote me when I say this was a 100% anti-Machine Gun Kelly crowd. That is not true. Boy, oh boy, were there a lot of anti-Machine Gun Kelly people, though. The audience that was there came for the music, came for the bands that performed and did not come for Machine Gun Kelly. Even the festival goers who had tickets for the whole four-day show And we're not just walking around the grounds and not even paying attention to the performance. We're not there for Machine Gun Kelly either. Many people were there to either hold their spots for later bands, or to aggressively boo and join in on supporting Slipknot and their disapproval of Machine Gun Kelly. And man, oh man, Machine Gun Kelly only has himself to blame after this performance because it got worse. Next clip, as I cue this up, and this is where I lose all sympathy and respect. I do not care what he thinks. I do not care what other people think about this one, because let me, let me show the clip first. Let me break it down for everybody. This was also on phone footage from the front row at Live Than Life in Louisville, Kentucky. Video shared with over 400,000 views in just, oh, three days. Man, I wish my channel had those numbers, but I don't know if I want them this way. Machine Gun Kelly punches guy who shoved him in the face at Louder Than Live 2021. Two guys in the front row try to jump the barricade when Machine Gun Kelly dropped down into the photo pit. Keep in mind, there was only security in the photo pit at the time. There were no photographers. There's very few, if any, photographers for this entire festival because of COVID restrictions and things like that. So, here we go. And if you're listening, I'll try to let the audio play, but I'm also going to try to do the play-by-play on this one. (sighs) Yeah. 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 Now, for everyone listening on the podcast forums, what you just heard was a loud woman booing. And Machine Gun Kelly jumped down into the photo pit to try to sing while doing that. Two guys jumped in, and there was some crowd security, who's always there in the photo pit, anyway. Um, so one of the fans tried to push Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, at six foot three, six foot four, weighing a buck five at best, eighteen inch waist maybe. Then looked at the person that tried to shove him as he was being pulled away by security. While the fan was being held back by security, Machine Gun Kelly tried to punch him in the face while security had him. And then he tried to continue singing. Uh, there's a lot of wrong in this situation. A lot. A lot. I-, I don't know how to say this. First of all, that the guy that jumped the barricade and tried to push Machine Gun Kelly, he had what he had coming to him. I have no sympathy for the guy. You try to get in a photo pit and try to jump into the security and try to push someone while they're live-performing, no matter who they are, you're the one asking for trouble. You are. No sympathy for that person whatsoever. Number two, see, Gun Kelly is an idiot. He knew what he was doing. He knew he was getting down there trying to provoke people. And he knew he could get away with hitting someone while security was protecting him, and he could punch someone while the other person was being held back. Lots of wrong in this whole situation, and I'm not talking about the music being performed. And it also someone on YouTube just said, the fact that he waited till he was restrained was just such a coward move. It is. It totally is. That's not protecting yourself at that point. Ugh. Now, before we get to some of the other musicians' reactions who were there at Louder Than Life, including that night... Um, I want to address one potential fallout from this situation at Louder Than Life. This is not going to be Machine Gun Kelly's only DWP Festival performance. He's also scheduled to perform at Aftershock in Sacramento next month. Aftershock is bigger. They usually have a few more people in attendance at Louder Than Life. Aftershock is a West Coast crowd, not a Southern Kentucky crowd. Aftershock is also much more into metal and things like that. And even though I do predict Machine Gun Kelly will have a bigger audience at Aftershock, I think he will have much more anti-Machine Gun Kelly people in the crowd. If that makes sense. The numbers will double, like, increase on both sides of that party. Uh... I see several outcomes from this for Aftershock. Number one, Machine Gun Kelly pulls out for whatever reason. Keep in mind, Machine Gun Kelly is on tour right now with his headline tour. Many dates have sold out. Do not get it twisted that no one likes him. He has a young audience fan base. He has those high schoolers in the palm of his hand. And I am aware of his previous tweets and how creepy that sounds, but that is very accurate. Those tour dates are going to do him just fine. He's going to make good money off this to support his upcoming album, Born With Horns, which I still think sounds ridiculous, and I weep for what that album's going to be based off the first single. Number two, second potential outcome for Aftershock performance. I see him trolling. I see him soaking it in. I see him going on stage welcoming the booze and trying to be snarky and sarcastic, making fun of the Misfits, making fun of Metallica, making fun of Disturbed, Slipknot, Trivium, whoever else he can think of. Some of those bands I said specifically, and you'll understand why in a minute. Uh, And then number three, it's just a repeat of Louder Than Life. I don't see it going well. I just don't. If after the podcast episode after Aftershock in October happens and Machine Gun Kelly goes over smoothly, I'll gladly come up here and eat my words and report on it, but I do not predict that, and I have seen quite a bit of festival coverage. I've worked Aftershock the last three years they've had it. This will be the first year I've not been to Aftershock in years because I'm going to Welcome to Rockville, or I'm hoping to. I applied for it to cover it. I don't know if I will be or not. Um, yeah, I just do not have any, any optimistic outlook of Machine Gun Kelly performing another DWP festival, considering what has already happened and what is going to happen. And I know that, especially Aftershock, Aftershock was booked long ago. And then Louder Than Life as well. And there's obligations and he wants to perform and he'll get his payday. He's got a good spot on the lineup too, guys. Do not think that he's opening up the day and only getting 30 minutes. No, he has a good spot on a good stage. There's no nice way to say it. It's going to be a mess. And to follow up on that, to address the mess, assess the mess, maybe that's a better way to phonetically rhyme everything. Some of the musicians who are also in the metal community and hard rock community are fed up as well with Machine Gun Kelly. First of which being Matt from Trivium. Now, I got to see two concerts over this past weekend, many of which were a part of Louder Than Life. First being Judas Priest with Sabaton. And then also I got to see Metal Tour of the Year, Megadeth, Trivium, Lamb of God, Breed. Matt from Trivium has had enough, and now he is completely calling out everything. I do not do justice to Matt's delivery and sarcasm and deep voice while he gives all this delivery. He does a great job on his Twitch channel. Please check him out on Twitch if you haven't already. Great Twitch channel. Ah, Let's pull it up, because there's two statements that I want to read from Machine Gun Kelly. And what he is addressed as by... Mr. Chaos, Number one. Let me share this out for everyone. So everyone can see. Number one. September 26th. This past Sunday. I'd like to formally diss Machine Gun Kelly for being 31 years old. Wearing a 16 year old pop punk cosplay identity on a stage. For our podcast listeners, I did have to clean that up a little bit. However, Matt Haifey has completely agreed that Machine Gun Kelly is nothing but... A 31 year old wearing 16 year old pop punk cosplay. I have said it already. He is absolutely targeting an audience. It's deliberate. He is cashing in. I don't know how people are confused by that. And someone on Twitch just said the best point Matt is the nicest guy on earth. You have to mess up pretty bad to make him piss him off. He's an absolute sleet, sweetie pie, which is an odd thing to say about a metal guy. Two things on that. One, a lot of metal guys are not the angry, raw, raw people you think. A lot of them are very nice people. Number two, Matt is the nicest guy. <laughs> he is. He's the most non-confrontational guy you can imagine. When Trivium were breaking out and, like, getting all their hype in the mid-2000s, late-2000s, they had a lot of hate thrown against them against the metal uh, gatekeepers and the older crowd. They took it with stride. They're the ones to show you how to do it when they get that. Matt Hafey then continued to refer to Machine Gun Kelly as Squirt Gun Smelly. I can't argue that. I can't. I've never smelt Machine Gun Kelly, so I'm not going to make a comment on that. And also, considering, again, he's 6'3", 6'4", with mismatched shoes on, so you can never tell his height properly. And bucko5 at best, Yeah. Squirt Gun, it's not a machine gun. Forget that. Come on now. That's not all he said, Matt Hafey. As it goes on, another quote on the September 26th. I never thought about him referring to Machine Gun Kelly till he took a shot at Slipknot, who are a band who's paved the way for bands like mine. Thousands of bands like mine. Squirt Gun is a clout chaser. And even though it's all a PR stunt, a shot at Slipknot needs an addressing. But that cover sounds awful. (sighs) Also, for those who are not aware, at Riot Fest, the whole mess that we addressed a couple podcasts ago, um, (laughs) Machine Gun Kelly tried to do a cover of Parabore's Mystery Business. That's the cover that they were addressing. So, all you Paramore fans, um, you're not out of the woods either, because Machine Gun Kelly's going for that. Haley <laughs> really doesn't deserve that. Yikes! <laughs> uh, so, Matt Hafey making the lines drawn very clear. Yeah, uh, people are saying Matt's the man. I've met Matt; he's awesome. I ha- uh, I've met Matt briefly in 2016 when I met Trivium. I have never once heard of a negative reaction, altercation, or any type of instance with Madhafi of Trivium, ever. That is rare. I've never heard someone catching him on a bad day. I've never heard of someone being, like, him being short to someone. Never. <laughs> He's calling it like it is. This is a problem. Following that, however, we're not done. Mr. Ua'a'a himself, David Draymond of Disturbed, who headlined the same night that Machine Gun Kelly was playing at Louder Than Life, decided to make a statement. And whether you are a fan of Disturbed or not, I tip my non-existent hat to David Draymond. While wearing a gas mask, which he has done before several times, As I pull this out, sorry. Before I share it with everyone. This is on uh, Disturbed social media, their Facebook page, Instagram page, everything. And there's audio of it too, all over. And it was featured everywhere. For that performance, and I'll quote Mr. Draymond, I won't fold up the audio file, but you can find it yourself. Quote, You know what they say about us old guys in masks? We'll kick your blank blank. I'll let you fill in the blanks yourself. It got quite the ovation. Direct shot and machine gun Kelly. It's support of Slipknot and it's support of the old guys. Um. I can't believe it. Just goes on and on, and it's not slowing down. David Draymond. Matt Hafey, make it clear what side of the line they're on. And the more I think about it, and this is a point that I wanted to bring up, I want to make sure I choose my words properly. Remove fan bases out of it. Slipknot's been around for over 20 years. Machine Gun Kelly is not. Different audiences, different styles. Take audiences, take music styles, take genres out of it. Within the industry, people are lining up to take, the, to take the support of Slipknot and Corey Taylor. Or they are lining up to be on that side to take shots at Machine Gun Kelly. This is where I ask both chat audiences on Twitch and YouTube, please let me know right now who is taking Machine Gun Kelly's side. Do not say Megan Fox. Because she is not a musician in the music industry, I am talking about a credible name who is actively taking Machine Gun Kelly's side. Some of you might be wondering, well, why does that matter? Why does it matter who's on whose side? Within rock and metal, your allies are the ones that run with you. You are never an island. And if you are, it means you're the one that messed up. I, over the past two weeks, not regarding the music, not regarding genres, not regarding fan bases, I have not seen anyone within the industry who has supported Machine Gun Kelly on any of this. <laughs> Someone on the, on the YouTube chat, you know what's bad when Disturbed hates you? <laughs> and I like Disturbed guys, I like them fine. Um, Travis Barker. Okay. I could say Travis Barker. We have not, he's, he is definitely in the camp because he's a part of the albums. He's a part of Board with Horns. But we've not heard, we've not heard Travis Barker make any statements. Cause he knows Corey Taylor. He knows Slipknot. That was proven by the emails that Corey posted proving Machine Gun Kelly's a liar. Like flat out proving it. Thank you for the super chat, Devin Sterling. There's so much better pop punk than Machine Gun Kelly. There is. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> I see I I know people are making jokes. Crickets, his backing band. I would hope so. Well they're hired guns. I don't and I do not know the names, so if they are people, let me know. Um Guys, I don't know. Warp Tour Wannabes, that I can see. Okay. That's a good suggestion. That I can actually see. Um I don't know. I don't know. I've I'm literally trying to think of find anyone that would be in the machine gun Kelly camp after the past two weeks. I I just can't see it getting any better. Who's gonna collaborate with Machine Gun Kelly now? Machine Gun Kelly has done collaborations before. And if they do a collaboration with Machine Gun Kelly, you're drawing the you're making sure you're on that side of the line. You're anti rocket metal audiences now. You're anti Corey Taylor and Slipknot and the legends and the bands that paved the way for others. All the rappers who went pop punk, maybe? I don't even know. Because a lot of those people still have way more respect for Corey Taylor. Way more. I don't know. Avril Levine, someone I'll defend Avril Levine over Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, I thought someone said Avril Levine's on Machine Gun Kelly's side. That's a weird one. Uh no, I misread that. I apologize. I just uh it doesn't look good. And I know everyone's making the joke now. After Aftershock, after the album comes out, if it doesn't do well, if people are ripping it apart. If another bad performance happens and he gets booed off stage and more altercations happens. Is he going to go to country? No, I don't think so. He's going to go straight to pop. He has the attention now. I made the joke last week. Again, Machine Gun Kelly is in the news for everything but his music. He's going straight to pop, guys. He's going to be a hybrid hip-hop, R&B, pop-punk, hooks, mini-breakdowns, Travis Barker keeping the beat. That's it. Pop star. That's what he wants. It's not about the music. It's about the clout. Mr. Hafe, calling him a clout chaser is right on the money. And I think I speak for everyone. When I say that's enough this week for our thoughts on Machine Gun Kelly. It's good to wash that away. Moving on, um, a couple weeks ago, if you've been following the podcast and my posts on socials and what we've been up to, you're aware that Gretchen and I went to Blue Ridge Rock Fest in Virginia. The chaos and drama is still falling out after that debacle. It turns out the festival runners for Blue Ridge Fest, the owners, the promoters, are in quite a bit of trouble with local local community and county programs. And I've gotten more and more feedback. And now we have evidential proof that things are not going well for Blue Ridge Festival Company, whatever you want to call them. I'll refrain from saying any names. I do not want to spread drama anymore direct that way. One of the, the main promoter of Blue Ridge Rock Fest was said to have been at Louder Than Life, was it guest, Try to just see how things were going. And that's fine. Um, there was supposed to be Blue Ridge Country Fest this weekend at the same venue. And it was canceled and postponed until roughly the spring of 2022, citing for reasons of COVID. COVID cases spiking, confirmed outbreaks of COVID at Blue Ridge Rock Fest. That's bad. Um, that's not the truth. It's true that there was a COVID spike and COVID outbreaks at Blue Ridge, but that's not the reason why Blue Ridge Country Fest was postponed and why Blue Ridge Rock Fest may not happen. Um, let me pull up the actual quotes because this is legal stuff, and I know I will get something's wrong if I do not read this properly. This was all over the news over the past... Two days. This is like. Slated for October 1st through 3rd. This upcoming weekend. Will be postponed May 13th. To the 15th of 2022. Due to ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. That was from a statement in email. To all ticket holders. Things like that. Um, Turns out. The county that has. Where it's run in Virginia. Flat out said that that's not true. And is making public the legal claims. About. One, the festival promoter and owner still owe the county quite a bit of money for having that event. Two, the Country Fest has not been approved because of how much money is being owed. Three, there will be no Blue Ridge Rock Fest until serious uh, conditions ha- and uh, that happened at the previous Blue Ridge Rock Fest are met and approved of. All the problems Gretchen and I listed, that many other people listed too, got to the ears of the county. And not just by festival-goers, by residents of the county that had to live through that. As I share... Letter dated September 21st that is now public. Dear Mr. Sly, the purpose of this letter is to inform you that all permits related to Blue Ridge Country Fest are hereby rescinded due to lack of compliance with action of the Boards of Supervisors as its June twenty second, 2021 meeting. Specifically, the county does not possess sufficient or approved plans relating to among other things traffic, parking, camping, security, nor do we possess a finalized site layout for the festival and camping areas. Many of these issues require a lead time of review that is not possible given the 10 days remaining. Again, this letter was the 21st. If you desire to continue your plans to stage the Blue Ridge Country Fest, it is required that your following be submitted to my office no later than noon on Thursday, September 23rd, which has also happened. Finalized site plans for festival grounds and camping areas. That was not happened for Rockfest. Traffic control plan and parking plan. Up-to-date list and contract information for contractors that will oversee any aspect of the events. Updated trash management plan. God, oh, they needed that. A list of all security personnel so they could be properly vetted by the Sheriff's Department. That didn't happen for Blu-ray's Rockfest. The Sheriff's Department had to step in that weekend, and they helped. They did help. Security was still rough, but that's not the Sheriff's Department of that county. Complete coordinator's package submitted to the Virginia Department of Health. A temporary campground application. And finally, locals officials will be assembled for all the county administration. Now... There's some more problems with this. Number one, Country Fest is going to be postponed, and the promoters pretty much got caught in the lie, saying, "Oh, it's for COVID reasons." That's not true. Number two, there are not only the Pennsylvania County for in Virginia that's owed money from Blue Ridge Rock Fest, significant money. But also, there are food vendors that have not gotten their payout yet either from being at the festival. Leads me to believe that other people have not gotten their payout either. That's last part is an assumption. All we know is, is that we have proof and statements from food vendors and Pennsylvania County that Blue Ridge Rock Fest promoters and the company running it have not paid their bills. That's not good. The reason I bring all this up also is because Blue Ridge Rockfest has now become a bit of a cult following in defense. Almost like certain political parties. They will defend this festival promoter to death. There will be tattoos of this festival logo saying that everything was going great at that festival. How dare you try to say it was bad. Everything's good and the people running this one were honest as the day is long. And as the weeks have gone on by... There's more and more proof that none of that is true. It's not gonna be pretty when the dirt keeps getting shown. And if more stuff like this from local government has to be aired just to get the truth out, that's rough. So... People complain about DWP festivals, people complain about the mega multi-genre festivals, the Coachellas, the Lollapaloozas, the Shaky D's, the Bonaroos, Riot Fest, ACL. Those festivals are well-performed, well-maintenanced. The city has every step, like every step of the way they're on from the ground up. They know what they're doing. Not only that, they are all held in areas that are easy to travel to. Danville, Virginia, was one-lane roads, some of which were unpaved. no lights on the roads, and they were going to try to cram tens of thousands of people on people's driveways, walking to camp- campgrounds again. Uh, I just don't see it going well. Yeah, it's rough. Gretchen and I said it best a couple of weeks ago. The world, a world of best intentions that does not mean everything's going to work out great. So, moving on to some positive music news. We've had enough criticism, rock star drama garbage, festival shenanigans. Let's have some positive news. Number one, everyone has had a world of praise for Spirit Box. Their album Eternal Blue just came out less than a week ago. It's on my top 10 of the year so far. I can't see it being knocked off. So expect Spirit Box to be on my top 10 best of the year list at the end of the year. Um, Apparently I'm not the only one. As I want to pull up some stats just to show everybody how well they did across the board. And this is impressive. Spirit Box's Eternal Blue hit number 1 on the Rock and Hard Rock charts. And as well as number 13 on Billboard's 200. Spirit Box broke the top 20. That is huge. The reason why... Pre-orders were massive for this one. I don't think you'll be able to see, but if you can see in the distance behind that monitor, there's a little vinyl that's glowing up. There's the spirit box pre-order I had. It's going to go on my wall when I shoot next month's videos. Man, oh man. Eh, screw it. You know what? That's not good enough. They just... I want to give some good news. Make sure you're all not... I'm not just being called a phony. It's great. I recommend it. I saw them live at Blue Ridge. They were actually the first band I shot live as a photographer. They're great live, too. So they check all the boxes. It's great. I recommend two things. One, first of all, let me read the rest of the stats for all the podcast fans. Not only did they reach number 13 on the Billboard 200 for all genres, which is massive, reached number one in the rock and hard rock sales, number one on vinyl, number two on internet albums, number two on independent albums, number three in digital albums, and number three in album sales. Again, the pre-orders dominated on this thing and helped out massively. So you see why there is some logic in releasing singles to help spike pre-orders for that first week? It does matter. U.S. is not the only country that did well. Did well in the U.K., did well in Australia. Yeah. Australia, number one on vinyl, number eight on the top 10 albums list total, number two on physical, number three in digital, and then over in the U.K., number two on vinyl, number 19 on the top albums list, and then over in Germany, number 17 on the album top 100. Could not have had a more impressive showing Let me rephrase. I have not seen that impressive showing of a smaller band getting that much hype, living up to the hype, and the album reflecting that in a long time. Kudos across the board. Fantastic. Makes me happy to see it. I love when a talented band that has something to show gets the credit. And we're going to circle back to Spirit Box in just a minute for the remainder of the podcast. However, I do want to bring up one big thing that happened yesterday. You can find this on getrock.net as well. Tool are coming back in 2022, and they have announced a massive world tour for the U.S. and Europe. This will be going on from January through March in the U.S., and then afterwards, they're going all through Europe. They're going to be hitting up some festivals too, if I'm correct. I could be wrong about that part, though. All tour dates, though, are going to be through there. They're on getrock.net. We already know they've been working on new music. Maynard James Keenan has already said they have been writing and recording stuff. That's what they spent their quarantine time on when Maynard wasn't sick. Keep in mind, Maynard had COVID twice over the past year and a half. And Maynard takes care of himself. He's an in shape, like, he actually is healthy. He practices martial arts. He doesn't smoke. Probably drinks a lot of wine, but, eh, he has a vineyard. He takes care of himself, though. So, that, I just keep spreading that around. Use that as your reference. Whatever you hear some redneck or a boomer saying, once you get COVID once, you're set. It's like chicken box. No, that's not how it works. Maynard James Keenan is proof. So, going back to Spirit Box. And this is where we're going to talk a little bit because for one of the last two things about our podcast discussion, I've already brought this up a little bit on Discord. If you're not a member of the Discord, you can find the link. In any of the videos I post on YouTube, there's like the one I just posted yesterday about band album covers, 10 albums artwork covers. You'll see different channels, and every now and then I make temporary channels for suggestions on topics for new videos and entries for list videos. Last month, or early this month I should say, I made the video on Trashcore. Not a lot of people were happy about that. It has a majority of thumbs-up ratio, of course. Much more significant thumbs-down ratio, because one, I did upset a lot of Edgelord angry teen boys. Angry that I would make fun of Attila. Amur is awesome. That type of stuff. Mainly Eternity, Milla, Attila, and Amur fans. However, there were many, many Metalcore fans that were quite disappointed, upset, hurt, and even butt hurts about a certain graph I made, saying... That 10% of metalcore bands are great, 80% of metalcore bands are generic and sound identical to each other, and 10% are core. That 80% really got people upset. That graph sparked a lot of comments with laundry lists of bands that are metalcore that people like, that think they are great. One person listed 40. They didn't say why they thought they were great, they just listed, I can think of 40 great metal bands. Metalcore bands off the top of my head. So, I would like to preserve this time for my live audience on Twitch and YouTube. What do you think is a great metalcore band? Because the next list video I'm doing is going to be on great metalcore bands. Ten metalcore bands worth hearing. I already have a few off the top of my head, and Spiritbox makes the list. Here's where it gets complicated. Discord proved this, the Discord channel. Many people get confused on what Metalcore is, and some people just start guessing bands that they can think of, whether or not they know they're Metalcore or not. And then, as Discord, the Discord server always goes, the conversation always deteriorates, and no one has an attention span longer than five minutes. So... On Discord, I ask people to list bands and say why. I'm not going to do that this time because for the sake of brevity and time. But on YouTube and Twitch, as we have this time, list some bands that you think are great metalcore bands. Not just bands you like listening to. Not just bands that are fun live. Great metalcore bands that either have stood the test of time or are new and have something unique to show. That, so that those bands do not fall in the 80% of generic metalcore. Spirit Box is going to be on the list, for sure. For those who think it's going to be all new bands, no, it's not. Bands like Switch and Gage, they are definitely on the list still. Trivium, I put them on the list. Even though Trivium's style has ebbed and flowed over the past few years, they still qualify. Parkway Drive, that's definitely one on the list. That's a great one. And now the chat's caught up. I'm seeing some names pop in. Architects. Dillager Escape Plan. Polaris. You could say names that, like, for bands that don't longer exist, too. That's okay. That's fine. Converge, I've seen on Twitch and YouTube right now. Converge is an excellent name. Kudos to both of you who said that separately on YouTube and Twitch. Converge also dropped a new song. They're doing a collaboration with Chelsea Wolfe. We're going to post that on GetRock.net tomorrow. That's going to be part of New Music Night on Sunday. We are definitely going to listen to that this Sunday on Twitch. And I'm going to get to put that point also because we have something special on Twitch coming this Sunday. Not just New Music Night. Please stick around for that announcement at the end. So I see some names popping. Bring Me the Horizon. Old Asking Alexander. Devil Wears Prada. Under Oath. There you go. Architects. Ice Nine Kills. Wage War. Norma Jean. Light the Torch. I see stars. Okay, I see a lot of names. I see... This is much better than I thought it was going to be. I actually do see names that are applicable to Metalcore, and I can understand why people would see that. I only have 10 spots, though. And what sucks about making these list videos... Like clockwork, every day, I get the famous comment that every one of my... Content creator fellows and collaborators always get on their videos. Bruh, you forgot about Zack and the Zactones. And Zack and the Zactones can replace any band you can think of. There will always be the Neanderthal YouTube comments are very upset that their favorite metalcore band or album cover or song or artist, whatever, was not mentioned in a list video. The reason I bring that up is that's going to be this video in a nutshell. I'm going to give 10 metalcore bands who I think are great. And then I'm going to ask the question at the beginning and end of the video to leave comments on who you think is a great metalcore band. From the bottom of my heart, I assure you that there will be so, so many comments in the format of, bruh, you forgot, blah, 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 blah. That's just how people talk, and that's fine. So, as I see much more um, discussion going on in the chats, on YouTube, on Twitch, that's good. I see quite a few. I have to say, though, it's going to be interesting what people say. Old traditional names, Kill Switch Engage, Trivium. I'm going to have some newer names like Spirit Box and some others. But it's going to be an interesting list. I want lists, a list that no one can argue is great. But I, this, that does not dispute that other great Metalcore bands don't exist. That's the point I'm trying to make. So, if you're in the Discord ch- channel, please continue posting in that temporary channel about Metalcore. If you'd like to join the Discord, the link is in all my main channel YouTube videos. And we'll go from there. I start writing the video tomorrow. I'll hopefully have it up this weekend for patrons. Speaking of Patreon, patrons right now are voting on which albums I'm going to be reviewing in October. I'll be doing at least one, hopefully two. I don't mind spoiling a little bit right now. It's, it still has like two days left in the poll time for people that want to vote if you're a patron uh, in the voting tier. However, one of the slots is going to be Trivium. It looks like they're the lead right now. So in the Court of the Dragon coming out October 8th, yeah, I'll probably be reviewing that one. So there's many bands' albums coming out in October, though. We'll see what else is coming out. Finally, before we start wrapping things up, I have something special coming up this weekend. With the help of Gretchen, who will be helping me coach this, because Gretchen is the Twitch pro, by the way, uh, and she'll be a part of this too. I'm going to be having roughly a five or six-hour subathon big old scream on Twitch, starting with new music night at its normal time. How this will work is we'll have new music night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And instead of just calling it a day after two hours, I'll keep it going. We'll switch gears and we'll have a big game night. And then we'll have to do some other stuff. And the difference is though, for this, this big subathon, I'll have many friends and guests. Some of the rock Coliseum friends will be there for sure for game night. You like to interact with them. Um, you'll have many other people that I've worked with before. Gretchen will be there. I can't stress enough that it's going to be embarrassing for me. Because this is not just a normal subathon; it is the birthday stream. My birthday is Sunday on New Music Night. And at the advice of Gretchen and the coaching, we have made sub-goals. Meaning every time a certain amount of people sub or give subs on Twitch while we do it, I'll be doing some shenanigans. And as someone just asked in Twitch, yes, Dom will be there. He said he would be. Huh. Let me get my list. With Gretchen's coaching, and we'll make a graphic about this as well. We'll post this on all the socials. And there's nothing wrong with Zack and the tones. I understand people take them very seriously. For every five gifted subs that someone gifts during the mega stream, five, six hours total, I will do Bean Boozled. Once we get someone to give 10 subs, just the total running gift subs, after 10 subs, I'll let the chat make a tweet for me. I'll let you take control of Twitter and make a tweet for whatever you want me to say. 20 subs, hot sauce shot, 30 subs, I put on a onesie, 40 shots, pie in the face. Oh, Gretchen. <laughs> We're going to do giveaways, too. Do not think this is just stuff for me to embarrass myself, even though that'll be a part of it. going to be doing Steam gift card giveaways, t-shirt giveaways, stuff like that. So, it all starts with New Music Night, same time, 7 p.m. Eastern this Sunday. That new Converge-Chelsea-Wolf uh, collaboration will be on it as well. I will have insights on a lot of stuff. Game nights, we haven't had one in a while. it will have some of the Coliseum guys. They're always um, entertaining. Is that the proper word to describe it? Oh, boy, oh boy. Which will embarrass me more, pie in the face while making a one- while wearing a onesie? Or some of the Coliseum guys trying to be as raunchy as possible in some of the Jackbox games. I don't even know. <sighs> Hello, Emac. Hope you're doing well. I. Uh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. But it will be fun. It'll be interesting, and I want you all to be there. The more people, the better. This will only be on Twitch. Starts on E-Music Night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Gretchen will be helping me. We'll have a lot more things, but the reason why I'm bringing all this up too, if we hit certain sub goals, like gifted sub goals, running goals, I will do Twitch streams for videos. I will do another riffage with some of the Coliseum guys on Twitch. I will do a tier listing discography video stream on Twitch, and if we get to a certain amount of Twitch goal or Twitch subs gifted total from everybody, I'll do a regret in the past. And keep in mind, I already have one in the book. Wo- in the books, I already have one planned for this month or this year, November, roughly. If we get to a certain amount of goals, gifted uh, subs, gifted, I'll do another regretting the past on top of that. I don't know what that second one will be. I'll have to cross that bridge when I get there. But I got plans to see what I can do to have you guys help support rocks be a part of. ...the channel and be a part of the subathon stream. And yeah, it's going to be intense. Some of the goals I've working on with Gretchen... ...are going to be interesting. So, it'll be fun. We'll have good people. Gretchen's going to be there helping me. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. So. <laughs> Someone just asked on Twitch... In 10 years, should you still be on YouTube, MGK will be featured. The, the minimum for regretting the past is five years. And it has to, the album has to has sold well. Keep those both in mind. There has to be some type of certification or a significant success of an album, along with it being at least five years old. And no, it's not Lulu Metallica. That's the Patreon goal that'll be there forever and ever until it's reached. That's the only one that'll be not be it. The regretting the past for November is already set in stone. I already know what that is as well. And I will share that when the time comes. Uh, No, I'm not going to give any hints. Not just yet. Maybe I'll give hints on the birthday stream. You know what? If we get to a certain goal, I'll give hints on the birthday stream. How's that? That I will do. If you show up and we get to a certain goal for gifted subs. However, (laughs) I think I've taken enough time for potential hype. For this ridiculous birthday stream that we're planning New Music Night this Sunday is where it all starts 7pm Eastern, no change for that two hours of that and then we'll be going on to the birthday stream shenanigans so, that being said thank you guys for your time, thank you guys for joining live, I appreciate the support, I appreciate you guys that watched yesterday uh, please keep sharing out the links, keep sharing out the channel you have no idea how much word of mouth helps, especially on socials and things like that Tell your friends. Message your friends. Don't act like you don't have friends. You do. If you're on Discord channels, please tell people on Discord. Like, invite others to the channel. And also just share links on other channels as well. On different servers. Tell people. That being said, Gretchen is usually the one that loves to give the words of wisdom at the end of the stream. I leave only with this. No matter how cool you are, successful you are, no matter how much you've accomplished... Or how much you hope to accomplish. I assure you. That only. Beta male inferior complex people. Care about how comfortable your shoes are. Wear whatever you need. To get your work done. Thank you everyone. Have a great night. We will see you on Sunday for New Music Night. Thanks again.